Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. Matthew 22:21. This episode is entitled, A Reflection for Political Times. At the time of this recording, my country, the United States, is in the midst of a sharp, politicized, and bitterly divisive period. We are in an election season, which seems to bring whatever anger and vitriol we may carry for others from the depths up to the surface. We see the reality of ourselves in times like these, the state of our union. This is not new, nor specific to my setting, as all people in all periods of time have had to wrestle with the realities of how to live with each other. So wherever you are, whenever you are listening, may this be a helpful exercise that you can come to whenever you're feeling the pains of partisanship, the urge to type up some anger-laden response to someone, or an unsettledness about the current state of things. May this be a conversation between you and your Savior. Hello, and welcome to The Well, a spiritual growth podcast from Saddleback Church. My name is Brandon Bathauer, and I'm excited to journey with you into the words of Jesus. Think of this as your own personal retreat. This is your opportunity to spend the next few minutes with the one who saves, to find health and rest for your soul. To start, find a quiet place, get away from the noise and the busy, take a deep breath and get settled. If you need more time at any point, feel free to hit pause along the way. All set? Good. For just a moment, open your hands and imagine holding your political positions, your political convictions, the passion, anger, arguments, parties, identity pieces that are all tied to your political view on things. Take a moment and imagine holding it all before Jesus. Let him look at it. Let him sort through it. What does he have to say to you? What expressions show on his face as he sees what's in your hands? Take a moment and imagine holding it all before Jesus. Then the Pharisees met together to find a way to trap Jesus in his words. They sent their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to him. Teacher, they said, we know that you are genuine and that you teach God's way as it really is. We know that you are not swayed by people's opinions because you don't show favoritism. So tell us, what do you think? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Conversations today, especially political conversations, can feel like a minefield. And in today's climate, it feels hard to talk about anything without some partisan issue coming up. Even safe things like, how's the weather, turns into, do you believe in climate change? And who's your favorite team turns into, should you kneel or stand? For those of us who want to avoid conflict, It can feel like navigating an impossible maze. And for those of us who want to fight for what we believe is right, the fight is always at our fingertips. 
never giving us rest. But in essence, these are traps. Most of us know a trap when we see one, something set up to bring us down. Often when you fall into a trap enough times, you know what to expect and you avoid it. The challenge with our current setting is that we keep running to the traps in front of us. That tantalizing social media post from one of them that tempts you to drop the bomb that will destroy their point. That comment made in passing by a family member that you can't wait to bring up and confront. Even that imaginary argument you can play in your head They'll make you feel that buzz of righteous anger. These are traps. They result in nothing but destruction and broken bridges. They appeal to our selfishness, offering us victory, giving us the power of anger. And yet, when it's all done, you feel worse, and you entice the other into the trap and no one grows. Jesus had such a trap placed in front of him. With insincere hearts, some teachers of the law approached Jesus with empty words. We know that you are genuine. You teach God's way as it really is. You are not swayed by people's opinions. This is all a build-up to ask. Will Jesus support paying a tax to the foreign occupying military force of the Romans? See, this is a really good political trap. If Jesus simply says, yes, you should pay the tax, he sides with Roman occupation against the Jews, essentially siding with those that build idols in the temple and seek the destruction of his people. If he simply says, no, you shouldn't pay the tax, he's a political revolutionary opposing Roman occupation and siding with the violent guerrilla forces that were, in that day, assassinating Roman officials in crowded public spaces. Talk about a rock and a hard place. What does Jesus do? He recognizes the trap and he names it. Verse 18 says, Knowing their evil intent, Jesus said, You hypocrites, mask wearers, why are you trying to trap me? Pause and reflect on this. When you are feeling caught in a trap, begin by naming it. Are you in a trap right now? Do you run to social media and news feeds to feel the tantalizing power of anger? Do you find yourself spending sacred time venting about things outside your control? Worse, do you find yourself so yearning to be victorious in a conversation that you would sacrifice a relationship to do so? When the value of the other person so decreases that you view them as enemy. Remember, our enemy is the powers and principalities of darkness, never flesh and blood, never our fellow humans who bear the image of God. When was the last time you found yourself in this place, emotionally charged, angry, perhaps losing control of your thinking? Instead of focusing on the argument, the political positioning, which may well be important, take a step back, take a breath, and before responding, begin by asking God, where does this emotionally charged response have to do with me, with what is going on within me? 
God, what do you want to reveal and heal in me? Take a moment and imagine the last time you were caught in a trap. Put yourself back in that moment, then ask God these questions. Where does this response have to do with me, with what is going on within me? God, what do you want to reveal or heal within me? Knowing their evil motives, Jesus replied, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used to pay the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this? he asked. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. When they heard this, they were astonished and they departed. Matthew 22, 15-22 What was at stake in this question to Jesus, essentially, was loyalty. Was Jesus another loyal occupant of the ever-expanding Roman Empire? Or was Jesus a part of the Jewish plot to overthrow Roman occupation? And what is at stake when you face these traps? When you enter the political sphere with anger? Just like Jesus, what is at stake is loyalty. Will you be loyal first and foremost to the convictions, the way of being, the way of loving that is shown to us in Jesus? Or will we give our identity, our loyalty, influence over our behavioral response first and foremost to some political talking point, or person, or party? This is not to say we can't have political positions as Jesus followers. Of course. Of course our following of Jesus should drive us to hold cultural, societal, ethical, and political convictions. But the temptation is to first identify with a party over the person of Jesus. To identify first with his side rather than our savior. A quick test of where your loyalty lies is it easier to embrace a fellow Jesus follower who has a different political position or someone who doesn't follow Jesus but agrees with you politically? What group do you feel more affinity for? Jesus passes the test. He somehow miraculously sidesteps the trap and challenges all those listening with this question of loyalty. This question of loyalty is what is inherent in Jesus' response. Show me the coin used to pay the tax, and they brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this, he asked. Caesar's, they replied. When Jesus asks whose image is stamped on this coin, the implied follow-up question is, and whose image is stamped on you? Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. So take this question in front of you. The coin is owned by Caesar, so give it back to him. 
but whose image is stamped on you? Who or what owns your attentions, your convictions, your responses? Who or what tells you how to respond, how to behave, what to believe? Bring this before your good, gracious, loving God and ask what areas of your life may be stamped with a different image than his. And then thank him for all the areas where your life is stamped by his. brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this, he asked. Caesar's, they replied. Then he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. When they heard this, they were astonished. God of the universe, whose image you have stamped on me, may the world around me be astonished by my responses to the traps set before me. May my behavior, my thoughts, my positions be so rooted in my loyalty to you that I would leave the world around me curious and astounded. May my political convictions, these important values I carry, be driven first and foremost by you. Further, may my responses to my brothers and sisters, those who are part of your family, and the rest, those you yearn to join your family, be driven first and foremost by you. Help me to see those who disagree with me as carrying your very image. For my war is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities of evil. Before I am a citizen of any place, before I pledge allegiance to anyone, I am a citizen of your kingdom, and you are my true king. May everything else I say, do, believe, and vote for flow from this starting point. In Jesus' name, amen.